to the city podcast we're back it's your kinfolk mr key to the city aka key on the g appreciate y'all continue to ride with your boy supporting and whatever many you do it come in like sharing telling your mama name you know i appreciate it uh we've been gone for a minute we're just coming off the uh kinfolk kickback we had an amazing time out there shout out to everybody that came out there to just uh build some camaraderie with your boy you know we're trying to create and build a platform and spread the name throughout the city so that's why we did it free we wanted everybody to come out kick back enjoy yourself eat some good food and that's exactly what y'all did i know it was hot out there i know it was hot out there so i think next time because we're gonna try to make this an annual thing next time i'm gonna try to maybe get us to inside venue or do it at a pool party somewhere because y'all was soaked out there but i sure appreciate y'all sacrificing that little time for your boy Boy, but we back in the groove, man, and I'm super excited to get back to it. And um, man, this is one of the most uh, exciting episodes I've been looking forward to. I'm a big fan of this gentleman that we got coming on this week, and I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with your, with his work, but you may not know his face. So that's why I'm here to introduce him to y'all, introduce him to my kinfolk, bring him into my city, let him see my people, and uh, y'all become more familiar with him. You know, producers are like football players. Compared to basketball players, you know, basketball players don't have no helmet on. So, you know, LeBron, when you see him out, you understand me, you know, KD then when you see him out. But these guys got these helmets on behind the scenes, but they really making it happen, man. They the one that's laying the foundation for this music that we love, the soundtracks to our lives. So the gentleman that we got today is a Dallas bred, world renowned super producer, content creator, talent buyer, Mr. Steal Your Girl, whatever you want to do, add it to the label. He do all that. Two time Grammy winner. Y'all familiar with the song? On and on and on and on. Oh, Badu, that's him. Yeah, he did that. See, your boy coming up in the world, man. I'm inter- I'm interviewing people of high caliber. Not that my past guests wouldn't, but you know, it's levels to this thing. So uh, I'm excited about it. He's highly regarded, believe it or not, as the actual seed planter for Neo Soul, man. Neo Soul. And I know a lot of y'all vibes to that, especially me. When I'm riding, I take these long rides, and I like to vibe to myself. You know, you get tired of all that bibbidi-bop hip-hop shit. We don't want to hear that all day, but we love it at the same time. But we need our Neo Soul. He's worked with some of your favorite artists, Will Smith, Snoop Dogg, uh, Wheezy Wee, Paul Wall, Scarface, just to name a few. And uh, the man really put Dallas on the map, for sure. Uh, most recently, he released the Deep Ellum Project. I want y'all to check that out. Go to iTunes, Amazon, wherever you get your music right now. Check that out. It's certainly a vibe, man. And uh, especially you guys out there that like the freestyle, this your vibe here, man. And everybody that might want to take a little toggle or something right here, this your vibe. I'm telling you, because I, I listen to instrumentals all day just to get my vibe, especially if I'm at work and working from home. So this the album y'all want to check out. And... I don't know when the man sleeps because he's a part of many collectives. We got RC in the grits. 
I got a funny story behind that. That's how this God is real, man. God is real. I'll just tell you about that. We got the cannabinoids, uh, black scientists, the Beatitudes. The man does it all. So without further ado, let me go ahead and shut up and bring in the man of the hour, the sample samurai himself, the God Jabon. Hey. What's going on, Ken Fold? Peace and blessings, my brother. How you doing? Peace and blessings. I can't complain. I can't complain. Hey, which, which format you like better? You like that one that show more of the background or you like the up close joint? Man, it's up to you. It's up to you, man. Uh, back, the background is cool. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. We go with the background. Yeah. What's going on, boss? How your day going so far? Man, I'm blessed, man. I'm I'm blessed. Too blessed to be stressed. And hey. We in motion right now, man. We in motion today. Uh, definitely, uh, like I like I was saying earlier, warming up the stage with uh, with this dope podcast today. Appreciate uh, that, my man. Yes, sir. Appreciate that. Uh, I know you're a busy man, brother, and uh, I'm just glad you took time out your day to sit down with little old me, brother. And I want to introduce you to my audience, my kinfolk. Um, now, we were talking a little bit off stage. Originally, Brooklyn born, so you was built for this hip-hop shit. <laughs> and Dallas, Bread, give my people a little bit of background on your story, how you got to Dallas, and uh, what got you into this music thing. Man, you know what? Um Back in the days, my pops was a DJ um, back in New York in the, in the 70s. Okay. And, and uh, he worked for a company that they, it was back then, prehistoric DJ equipment, but he worked for that company. Yeah. Just like a lot of people in Dallas, they ain't from here. They get transferred here. And that's what happened. Mm -hmm. we, we, we were transferred from New York to a whole different market in Dallas. And I was very young. I was very, very young. What age at that time? Uh, I was about six years old. Okay. Time. So I had about six years of New York life, you know, mm -hmm. just enough for you to soak up a little something <laughs> as a kid. And then I came to Dallas. It was definitely a switch, but uh, I'm, I'm glad that that switch was made. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So your pops was a DJ. Uh, and I know, I don't know why it is, but in our community, a lot of uh, musicians, artists, their families come from a gospel background. You have any of that or a straight DJ? Just straight uh, DJ and, and just music in the home mm -hmm. um, that was played. My mom and my pops played was a was very influential upon me. Yes, sir. So, yeah. You recall when you made your first beat? Oh man! My or or let me ask. Let me ask. Yeah. Most young kids. Well, I ain't gonna say most, but I know for me, the first thing we adopt is rapping or dancing. What made you take the pro production route? You know what? It all started when I, I took an interest in wanting to play music instruments when I was in elementary school. Okay. And that led to an interest, of course, you know, being that my pops was a DJ, you know, that kind of came together um, mm -hmm. when I was, when I got into my, like maybe about 10, 11, 12 years old, so when I started getting up to the double. And, um, it culminated into an interest in wanting to make beats. So I would literally be on the turntables, you know, learning how to DJ at 12 years old. And then ha had an infatuation with just the music and how the music made the people react. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they would have be having a good time. I had a better time actually creating music or, or doing that than DJing, you know? Uh, DJing mm -hmm. got me into the music. But the creation side came out of that, man. I wanted to make them drum beats. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. So yeah, can that's, you that's can, where it came from. Mm -hmm. can you read music? 
read sight read i can sight read and play no i can but i can read a little bit my daughter my daughter right now is a music major in college so if i ever need any sight reading done she's a she'll i'll give it to her but i'm not a sight reader no not a, not how i play i can sight read and say oh that's c <laughs> but brother i find that so amazing though like that's why i literally believe like in um production artists like they have to be geniuses on a certain level to understand i remember i attempted to take a music business class that i ended up dropping because i had to take music theory because i just couldn't understand and for you to be able to create almost to pull out of thin air like how would you explain it okay so state that question one more time brother how would you explain it like your ability to just create music from nothing without necessarily being able to sight read. Is that necessarily a necessity? Obviously it's not, but. Oh, no, you don't need to know how to sight read. Now look, if you got the skill, that's dope. You know okay. what I'm saying? Utilize yeah. it. If you, you know, there, there are, are other jobs in the music industry. There are jobs in the music industry. There's a purpose to have to be able to write, to write out those, those, uh, those music, the music, you know what I'm saying? Notes. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's good to have that skill, but I say, that creating something for nothing, especially musically, is a spiritual thing. Gotta be. Uh, it's uh, as as is you know most any creation. Mm. It's a spiritual thing. Um, you know, there's it's a process that's intimate and spiritual. And um, you know what I can say is this: that the energy present at the time is, is a good is 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 a good mm. help. You know what I'm saying? And I utilize tools to inspire myself like um at the least i'll have a, the room the environment will be that i'm creating in will be it'll be it'll have vibes to it mm -hmm. like you got the red back there you know what i'm saying i just uh, did this for you brother i just created this today i said damn that's a vibe oh that's what's up man hey i appreciate it <laughs> I, I love the color selection back there it's beautiful yes, um I, I also you know i like to listen to music um just for various styles, man, to get my to to build up to to build up the like the desire to and just be inspired to create. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So I listen mm -hmm. to some of my favorite tunes or some new tunes or some of my friends' music or whatever I you know whatever I can get my hands on that's dope. Just prior to creation, man. And uh, there we as go. far as your creative process, is there a foundation that you start every track with, like a beat line or a certain oh, sample yeah. you know what um i guess man for me sometimes i start with the drums or i start mm -hmm. with a sample with a sample or like you know somebody has sent me like a a, a loop of themselves mm -hmm. playing the keys you know one of my music one of my collaborative partners big big up uh chris and drea thornton big up jordan shout out, shout out shout out shout out you know what I'm saying? To my team, Derez, shout out, shout out. Um, yeah, you know, sometimes I get loops from them, you okay. know. Uh, I really don't have, like, a a specific approach. There was, you know, maybe 20, 30 years, I mean, 20, 30 years ago. Like 20 years ago, you asked me the yeah. question, and I would have had an approach, but I've tried them all. And in my stage in creation, man, I just, I use them all. I, whatever approach is right for whatever the basis of the, of the song of the start of the song is I'm going to take that approach. Word, so, word. <clears throat> what was your age in 1997? 
I was 20, uh, 23, 22, 23. Let me and do the math. 23. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and that's sir. where you got your first big break with the on and on track. Now, was this made specifically for Erica Badu? If not, how did it end up in her hands? Oh, man. You know what? Uh, the track itself, I met, I met Erica prior to that, obviously. Um, and uh, we built the track, you know, together in the same space. Um, and so I wouldn't say that the track was there. You know, maybe some of the elements of the track we had like maybe a sample or the drums mm -hmm. may have already been present, but all that came together with her presence in the studio or in my space at the time. What was that whole run like during that time? The, the whole what? The, what was that whole run like during that time? Getting the Grammy nod, uh, traveling, yes, sir. going from state to state. Like what was that experience like? Man. As a young 20 something year old, fresh. Mind blowing, to say the least. Mm -hmm. It all happened so fast and unexpectedly. You know what I'm saying? I was like already pretty much, uh, you know, had already been through life as a young person, as a teenager, just embarking on being a young man. So experiencing Preach. that part of life, mm -hmm. and then uh, and then lo and behold, this this uh, this magical you know opportunity and situation comes about. Um, and uh, it was mind blowing and I had to learn a lot very quickly. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I've remained humble throughout the process. You know, at the time um, there were things that I just, that I didn't see that was doubt, you know, that was happening around me that was actually pretty good. You know, mm -hmm. but, you know, uh, we, you know, we trust in the process of the most high. And uh, so, you know, I may not have uh, recognized who I was at the time because I was just working a lot. Come on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then mm -hmm. when I came up for air and was able to see that, um, wow, man, you know, all I could do is just appreciate the most high and the, and the universe for giving me those blessings. Um, so there's a comment on that. But yeah, man, um, you know, definitely mind blowing at a 23 years old, 24, man. You know, put yourself in those shoes, you know. <laughs> wow. You know what I'm saying? Um, Agree me, dog. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. And very fast. M mind you, this all happened within 12 months. You know, um, wow. and I was just coming out of Dallas, Texas, man. You know, um, at the time. And just, it was what it was. <laughs> How did you first meet Erica? Man, you know what? Uh, I can say that we were all brought together um, via... A family member of mine that, that had seen her at a talent show in Dallas. Mm -hmm. So you know he made he made me aware uh, of who she was and said, "Hey, we should get together." Mm -hmm. And and uh, we ended up working together. It's, you know, and I'm just a young producer. I hadn't had no songs. This is this was probably 1994. I hadn't had no songs out. We had right. no social media. <laughs> right, 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 right. So. Um, so yeah, we were we met through a mutual contact and ended up in the same space creating. Amazing, amazing. Right. Key to the City podcast. We got the guy job born in the building. Uh, before we uh, segue from Erica, funny story for you, man. And I just realized this when I was doing additional research on you. Yes, sir. Uh, so in the song "On and On," when she says "Mad props to the guy job on," yes, sir, bro. I was 
today or yesterday years old when I realized that she said the God Jaborn. Yes, I sir. thought she said the ganja bong, <laughs> like giving props right. to the marijuana. Right. But I thought that was huge and big uh, for her to give you a shout out like that. Did you know she was going to do that? I'm sure you was in the studio. Man, man you know what? She wrote that. She wrote that verse so beautifully, man. Um, I did not expect that. Mm. And uh, man, I, I'm going to say this. E, Erica, if you are watching this interview, and it, I hope you are. I thank you for saying that and putting that, putting that line in the song. That is a mantra that people sing along with the rest of that song mm-hmm. all around the world every day. And uh, so I do thank you for that, Miss Badu. Much love. Bless up, bless up, Miss Badu. And I'm gonna make sure I spread that to my people. Yes, sir. Definitely in my circle, I'll be the only one that knew that. Uh, before I jump into some of the uh, groups that you're a part of, uh, I just want to brief, briefly discuss, like, for my up-and-coming producers out there, uh, can you briefly describe, like, the registration or publishing process and points as that relates to producing the track? And because we hear these things about how... Uh, different producers collab to create a track or Kanye may have 50 different producers on a track. Like how does all this stuff work for my up and coming producer? For so up and coming producers, this is what I suggest, man. First go get registered with the PRO performing rights organization. Yes, sir. Just get, 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 so get that without whether your, your placement opportunities require that or not, go ahead and have that under your belt. First thing, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, Make sure that you, you know, that you have an agreement that you with the other collaborators that you guys are all firm on and make sure everybody's name get in the credits. If you're the person who's admin in the song, man, don't be out here cutthroating these other producers. They work just as hard as you do and they want they want to, you know, they want to get somewhere with you. And at this, you know, and is is that's the goal for is part of the collaboration. You guys are a team. So mm. One of the things I suggest you do is come to a, an agreement and stick to it. And whoever's adminning or uploading the songs and entering the credits, just make sure that you double check the process and make sure that the that process double check and make sure it's done thoroughly and completely. Um, fairness is that we can all. That's I mean that's all we want is fairness. Be mm-hmm. fair in the process and expect fairness as well. Get legal representation in in in, in cases that. That may need them. You know what I'm saying? I would not go into some of these cases where there's some numbers and percentages out here without advice. And mm. I have, I'm, I, uh, I'm blessed to have access to legal advice out here. Um, and on top of that, man, one thing that we didn't have back then in the golden era was we didn't have immediate access on how to solve problems. We had to learn either the hard way, go to an encyclopedia or the library. Preach. Hey, you got all of that. So you have you can literally go to YouTube and see many videos on instructions on how to get your registrations done appropriately, how to how to canvas that process and get it done right. There's a lot, there's tons of instructions online. I have a webinar that where I actually run through the whole process. It's on YouTube. It's on my YouTube of the God Job Born channel, but it's also at Makers Gyms YouTube as well. I like you know we ain't, we definitely want we're gonna stick to uh. Keone G's YouTube and wherever this is at, we don't we don't let people we don't direct people off of there. But if you want to go learn more, you can, really, 
we can we can let you know um i have a webinar that's right on my youtube page that explains on how to do everything mm-hmm. um, now i'm glad you shouted out now shout out makers gym black owned and um it's funny you say that brother uh another perfect segue into speaking about the groups that you're a part of i attend um the open mic night on those first and third Thursdays at Maker's Gym. Yes, sir. Well, RC and the Grits. Uh, My brethren. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you're part. Are you ever there at the Maker's? I've, I've been there a couple of times on the Thursday. Um, okay. I'm I'm part of the, their coaches program. I'm actually a coach there now. So uh, um, when I'm on site at Maker's Gym, it's it's usually um, not on a Thursday night. It's it's okay. daylight hours. Um, like something like that. But okay. Come see me. Come see me if you need music production coaching. I got you. Check him out. Maker's Gym. Yes, sir. Who man, else I, to learn? Yo, oh, I didn't mean to. Uh, no, go ahead. Uh, yo, man, I, I'm going to pull up. If you if, whenever you up there on a Thursday, like if you up there yeah. on the next time you go, I'll pull up on you. That's what's up, man. Yeah, I think the next one is uh, next week. Yeah, I know. I think I'll see this guy back. But I think it's this week that, well, you're right. It's next week. Yeah. So uh, oh, yes. hopefully I catch you out there then. Yes, sir. Or, or the next one. That'll be love, man. Let's do it. Flick it up a little bit. Yes, sir. How did you, how did you, how you guys link up, man? And y'all been putting in some work for a minute. Me, oh, to my with RC? Yeah. Man, I met RC in New York City by probably, uh, what? Just, yeah, back in like maybe 99 or 2000. I don't mm-hmm. remember which, or no later than 2001, because we was recording Mama's Gun. We was in the studio recording the mama's gun album at the time and uh i believe i went down to to the van i was instructed to go down there because there were some people from dallas that had pulled up and uh, rc was one of those folks and mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and uh as well as some of the other greats that uh that we know as uh, musicians in dallas mm-hmm. um and uh I know. I think Brandon Lacey was there. I know. I know that Gino Young was in the studio around that time as well. So um, I got to meet them, and uh, wow, just blown away by. First of all, you cast from Dallas. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got yeah. like that because I, yeah. I, I moved to Houston for a couple of years. So to just to see some uh, people from Dallas and like meeting RC at the time was kind of like okay, that's refreshing, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, People's up up in Texas, in Dallas, got skills. Oh, that's what's up, man. Big up. Super dope. What does each group provide for you? Cannabinoids, uh, black scientists, oh, the attitudes. Man, okay, so the cannabinoids, obviously, we, and big up uh, S1, big up Picnic, big up Rob Free, DJ A1, Cleon, um, uh, who am I missing? DJ Big Texas. Of course, RC Williams, big up the squad, man. Uh, we were we we are electronic, or Erica Badu's electronic, mm-hmm. and and we basically served her needs. We came together sometimes like Voltron in the cookup, and yeah. uh, and with all those oh man, all those major producer names I just rolled out rolled off, man. Uh, wow, uh, we did that sometimes without a couple beat tapes. Pretty amazing. Go down the rabbit hole and find the cannabinoids, and any of the stuff you find is going to be dope. Um, so the, the the beatitudes or the beatitudes, we the actually beatitudes. Okay. We, were, we actually were RZA from Wu Tang Clan, the producer RZA. We were his backing band 
for about three years. And all I can say is what an amazing experience. Big up my homies, you know, uh, Yoda, the producer, Stone Mecca, uh, Flozilla. You know, we were a great squad. Uh, DJ Big Texas was part of that, too. Man, uh, had a, had J.D. Beck in there with us for a minute. The world-renowned mm-hmm. J.D. Beck mm-hmm. was part of that band as well. Um, and we served RZA's purposes, man. We also played a lot of shows in Dallas and just backed a lot of the hip-hop acts. Uh, like from, from Flozilla to Rakim Al Jabbar, Caution. Mm-hmm. Um, the big up, big up my peoples there. Um, yeah, man. Uh, so there was that was that Black Scientist. Yo, that's me and the homie, uh, the Dreek. The Dreek is a well known producer in the Dallas Fort Worth. Um, he's produced music all over the world. He's got sync placements all over. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, he and I came together. And uh, we produced a lot of beats with, we produced still a lot of beats with, with uh, just a dark, kind of like a dark, but spacey sound. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We kind of like our experience in the lab, you know what I'm saying? Was kind of like science, scientific experiments with sound. So we ended up calling ourselves black scientists. Mm. You know, black being, we black. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? The sounds being of, dark sounds and scientists meaning we are the science we are the scientists that are that are fusing these elements mm. together black scientists and uh man did i miss any, any other groups but i think that right now those are my active projects that i have in group form you know and i want to shout out that um i think it's the cognizant project yeah yeah big dog up. man thank you brother man that's a masterpiece Yes, that is a masterpiece, man. Thanks. I need y'all to go to iTunes and search for that joint, uh, Cognizant, uh, with a K. Look that up. Caution, Mr. 700, and Jive Warren, man. Amazing project. Check that out. Appreciate the love on that, man. Yes, sir. Um, I called a, <clears throat> speaking of hip-hop, a recent interview you did with the Dallas Observer, where you stated that, uh, being a rapper is uh, one of the most dangerous jobs, and you don't advise uh, up and coming artists to be uh, get engaged with rap mainly because of uh, murder music, right? Correct. Murder music. What's your opinion on the state of rap today? Do you still feel that way? Which I'm sure you do. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the state of music locally here in Dallas. Man, uh, as far as the state of rap is concerned, you know, we've just heard, we just heard that they're not signing rappers anymore, that they're prioritizing Afrobeat and Latin music. Mm. So we just heard that. Um, I think that was uh, Ebro, one of the well-known um, internet dudes. Yeah. That spoke on something like that. And whether okay. that, whether he was saying that from a from a, a real a real place or whether he was just made that up, um, that is a very interesting point. And that's just, you know, just telling the tale of what is or the state of where we're at in hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know, rap has gotten to a, so repetitive in regards to the content that mm. you, so even if even I mean it's killing, killing, shoot, shoot, whatever. It's just too it's the content is not is we're not getting enough variety out of the content and it's mm-hmm. starting to become monotonous. And you know, in an age where technology is moving fast and people are moving fast. Uh, things are evolving, but it does not seem like the content in our in our hip hop is evolving. Mm-hmm. So, 
you know, um, the the fact that people are actually recognizing that could be good for the for for the for the for the culture and help us to evolve out of where we're at. And also what I'm noticing more more these days versus when the article was written. Uh, is I'm noticing that more good content is popping up. Good music is popping up. Um, mm-hmm. More stuff that we like, you know, more refreshing sounds, mm-hmm. you know, are there. Um, and there's some, you know, there's some decent rap. I'm not, a, I didn't uh, want to knock any rappers and say that they was, you know, like the demons out here. They, you know, <laughs> they you know, no, no, I wasn't trying to demonize the rappers. Right. One thing I could say is this, is that now, more so than ever, that these rappers have the ability to see the responses that they're getting, and they can gauge that from the people. They can mm. also, and they can also, they have tools that they can use to, to, to develop and elevate their content, the raps, the message and the music. It's there. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We have more than we did last year. That's going to continue to grow. So moving forward, man, all I could ask is this. Come on. Man, yo, can we can we just, can we work together? You know, I know so, that life is not all rosy and, and every day is happy. Mm-hmm. You know, some days are darker. We tell the story, but let's find a way to come together as a community. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. build, and build from that. Um, let's stop killing each other in the community. Let's come together and build. Let's pool our resources. Let's let's find a way to help each other out. Um, let's take these the, some of the proceeds from some of the earnings and turn it into something else for our people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm telling you, I mean, I know people. I know you hear a lot of the OGs say this type of thing, but we we know what we're talking about. It will make a difference, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, so I mean, but job born, we yeah. not gonna get no bread, cuz if we don't talk about trapping, nah, and, and sliding on ops. Let me talk. Let me tell you something. You're not getting bread now. Talking about trapping and sliding on ops. Mm. So look at the stats, man. The stats will tell you that Spotify streams don't pay nothing. The streams don't really pay much. Mm-hmm. So if you ain't turning your you know, trapping raps into some sort of sales of merch or something. You're not really making money. What you're doing is you're just swirling that negative, that negative energy around you. It's not producing anything other than what those, what the words in the song are saying: death, murder, mm-hmm. ops. You know, death, murder, ops. So, I mean, come on, man. Life ain't about that. It ain't all about that, and y'all know that. Mm-hmm. Stop, stop make stop pushing that to the kids but you know we ain't come here to uh peach them old head nigga man talking about but no for real though i thought it was just me getting older man but i'm really like me and my partner were talking about it. it's almost like my spirit is exhausted like i'm more into afro beats and r&b and neo so then i uh i still listen to my hip-hop here and there but uh, I definitely see where you're coming from. It's the in- overall energy of it. And, um, you know, that energy can definitely lead to actions for somebody that don't know how to control that. So, right. Right. Uh, most definitely, especially the youth that are impressionable. Uh, Key to the City podcast. We're about to wrap it up with my Kenfo job born. Uh, before I let you go, man, I got three questions for you. Yes. Um, first, what would you say is your greatest achievement thus far? 
In music, my greatest achievement. Yeah. Uh, in music, my greatest achievement obviously was um, receiving a Grammy for the work that was that I that I produced. Definitely, definitely that. Okay. Okay. Um, do you feel that labels are as needed as they were in the past? Absolutely not, man. I seen one. I seen one man and one woman machines out here. They do have a team, but you know, I see individuals that are companies now. Um, mm-hmm. that go out here and you can get it, man. It used to be where you had to go to a label to do that, and now you can push with all the tools, social media, your phones, mm-hmm. all of that. You know what I'm saying? Now nah, labels ain't needed like that. Yeah. Last question: Give me your top five producers, dead or alive. This is in no uncertain order. Okay, okay. But uh, and I'm gonna try to say five, man. All right. This is what I have, really should be thinking about. But I'm gonna roll off five anyways. DJ Premier, Pete Rock, uh, Ninth Wonder, Mad Lib, and uh, let me see. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm gonna make sure I say the right Jay Dilla. I knew you were gonna say that. I was about to whisper a little far. I said he gonna put Dilla in there somewhere. Yep. Is he the producer? Producer. Man, the producer's producer. Man, I remember when Jay Dilla was alive. I met him. That's another story though. But uh, right. Eka introduced me to Jay Dilla. I've been in the same space with that man creating uh, what he was creating. But mm-hmm. uh, at any rate, man, big up Jay Dilla uh, and the other four names that I yeah. just you know what I'm saying. Shout out, shout out. Man, we appreciate it, brother. Thank you for stopping by the city. Y'all make sure y'all go and support this brother. J-A-H-B-O-R-N on all social sites, correct? Yes, sir, man. And thanks for having me, by the way, bro. I'll be back anytime you want, bro. Holler at me. I'll come back. I don't know, man. I got to run into you in person. I'm going to try to catch you out there at Maker's Gym, bro, so we can chop it up. And uh, that's it, Ken Folk. I appreciate y'all tuning in to us today. Uh, y'all stay tuned. Keep supporting. I'm going to keep supporting y'all. Hey, and we're going to continue to lift our people, control our narrative. It's the King Jabon and the Young King Keone G. Well, I'm old too, man. Why well, I say Young King? Let's do that again. It's the Young King, man. You are young. <laughs> you're here forever. Yeah, you're still young. You're going to be here forever. Let's get it. There yeah. it is. And we out. Blessings. Ah.